Yo, going on? This is Talk the Plank, episode 26 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch today here with my guy Jake Slobodnik. He's going to show up here in just a second. There he is. He's, he's coming in right now. Jake, what's going on, man? What's up, dude? Nothing much. Just uh, got home from work. How about- Awesome. I uh, just had some Chipotle, so I'm all right. I'm all right. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, so the Pittsburgh Pirates, two-game little short series, midweek short series with the Chicago White Sox, split the two games. They won Tuesday by a score of 6-3, to three. and today, the day we're recording this, Wednesday, they fall 4-3, to three. and uh, overall, you know, the Pirates didn't look like they were in a totally different uh, stratosphere with one of the best teams in Major League Baseball, the White Sox. So that was pretty encouraging. Uh, just a short summary yesterday. Who got the start yesterday? Uh, Tyler Anderson was pretty good until he wasn't. Uh, overall, he went, let me see here, six and two-thirds. Gave up three earned runs on a three-run bomb to Yasmani Grandal. But up until that point, the first six innings were basically flawless. Ran into trouble in the seventh. And uh, ironically, Derek Shelton left him in a little bit too long. But the Pirates stormed back in the bottom of the seventh inning. They scored four runs. Um, Some nice manufactured runs. No home run in the inning. They just kind of... Bases to bases, station to station, got four runs in, uh, capped off by an Eric Gonzalez pinch hit um, single to score two. So actually, no, Reynolds hit a single to score one. That that capped off the inning. But yeah, four runs in the seventh. They won six to three. It was a good win. Today, um, not as good offensively. Pitching-wise, Chase Young got the start. He was kind of... Uh, Kind of up and down all day. Four and two-thirds, four earned runs given up. He did strike out six, but once again, uh, Derek Shelton left him in a little bit too long. Uh, with two outs in the fifth, DeYoung gave up a two-run double. Again, Yasmani Grandal putting the finishing punch on the Pirates' starter. That gave the White Sox a Four to two lead at the time. The Pirates scored one run to make it four to three, but they couldn't overcome the White Sox bullpen two days in a row. So we have ourselves a split. Not too bad. Jake, any key takeaways from this series? Yeah, really. I mean, it was just a good all around series. Just a shame that we had to split it. Um, Yasmani Grandal, uh, the big uh, Pirates thorn, or the Pirates killer, I should say. Overall, I thought our offense looked really cohesive these past two days. Um, you know, it's you know what's a weird but good day when you start to see consistency at the bottom of the lineup, especially from Egon and Michael Perez. But um, I want to, you know, Kevin Newman busting out that bunt last night really played a key part. And me being a small ball fan, I I, I absolutely love that. And um, our bullpen was spot on, essentially. Uh, throughout this entire series. Yeah, Derek Shelton uh, calling into question yet again his uh, hook on pitchers. It seems to be that if you're a good starting pitcher, you get pulled out too early. But if you're a terrible, well, not terrible, but if you're a 
middle of the range to very bad starting pitcher, well, hey, you could throw a complete game for all Sheltie cares. Um, but just in summary, I thought this was a very, very good uh, series. It was very competitive. It was good to see the Pirates weren't, you know, completely out of it from game one, especially against a tough opponent like the White Sox. It's just weird. You know, we fa- it's once again, we face a tough opponent and we actually look like we could hang with them, but once we'll go play a terrible team and we'll suck. It's just, it's weird, but I, I, I was very proud of it. I loved, uh, I loved seeing all the productiveness from our team, um, especially both pitching in the, in the late innings and on offense throughout all innings. I thought it was a great series. Hopefully we carry this momentum into this four game weekend series we have with an NL central rival and we can pick up some key wins and start to close in on that gap. Well, sorry, Jake. I think I lost you there. Damn, I always have that Wi-Fi issue. Did uh, where did I tune out at? Um, a few key wins. <clears throat> yeah, okay, we just, yeah. Um, just hope you carry this momentum into St. Louis and pick up a, key, a few key wins and tighten this gap that we have on our record, and you know, try to get back to five hundred somehow and take down a division rival. I thought it was a good. Season. Yeah, I mean, before last weekend, after the Pirates got swept by the Nationals and had lost 10 straight, I remember we had the conversation. I mean, at the time, they were, I believe, 23 and uh, 44. And I asked you, do you think they'll get to 25 wins first or 50 losses first? And we both pretty much agreed that we thought they would get to 50 losses first. But Here we are. I mean, a nice little stretch against the two top teams in the AL Central. The Pirates take three out of five. I'll take that. Uh, Even if all the games were at home, the Pirates looked, they looked pretty competent. So that's that's really all you could ask for. Uh, The bullpen, like you said, in this series clamped it down. And I give the Pirates credit because, you know, the White Sox themselves, they have one of the best bullpens in baseball. I was looking at it, I believe, according to... Fangraphs war as a as a unit the White Sox have the fourth best uh war so the Pirates were able to come back against the White Sox bullpen and win in the first game and even in the second game they weren't able to pull it off but they did scratch a run across and they did have their chances so overall a nice encouraging little five game stretch here from the Pirates and You know, we'll see if they're able to keep it rolling here at the Cardinals. The Cardinals, surprisingly, at this point in the season, they're under 500. They're 36 and 38, although they have dominated the Pirates this season. So we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, I can't really complain. Um, Adam Frazier, we talked about that too. He made a nice little impression for a potential trade suitor in the White Sox. He hit that home run yesterday. And today, uh, two more hits, two for five. Had a nice RBI. Showed his defensive versatility playing a little left field late in this game. So he was nice. Uh, Brian Hayes was pretty nice in this game. Two hits and a walk. So you'll take that. Brian Reynolds continues to be solid. Even Gregory Polanco in this game, I have to say, he probably played the best game in the field as a right fielder that I've seen him play all season. He made a few nice catches. He uh, saved some runs via hits off of the Clemente wall. He he let uh, potential 
doubles. He turned them into singles. So he played nice in right field. It, it was a tough loss, and Chase DeYoung didn't look especially great. But, you know, th- this type of loss isn't as painful as just getting completely outclassed. Like I said, the bullpen was nice, and uh, it it was uh, it was bearable to watch. I'll say that much. I I didn't hate my life watching the Pirates in over this past week or so. So good for them, and uh, maybe against the Cardinals they can take a game or two and not get swept. Yeah, and uh, I want to start with that talking point you said about Adam Frazier and how he could possibly be a trade piece. I really think that the White Sox would be dumb, for lack of a better term, if they didn't try to target Frazier so much now. I think he's more than proven himself this past series that the White Sox could use a guy like him. Uh, had that key home run against uh, Lucas Giolito. That right there, I think, should have been the uh, deciding point. Um, but he added two more hits today, nice RBI. And you mentioned it. he played that versatile uh, left field when Ben Gamble was subbed out. Still don't really know the reasoning behind that, if it was the matchup at the plate, but I would have left Ben Gamble in even if he was facing a lefty. Uh, but that's beside the point. But I thought Frazier had had himself a nice series. I think the White Sox are going to be uh, names you definitely hear uh, come July that are going to be targeting him. Uh, I'm not sure what all we'd get from him yet. have to think about that, but I think that would be a good thing. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, good to see that he finally found a rhythm offensively again. He was struggling there for a little bit. Uh, his average dipped into the lower 260s. Now he's back over 270, which is good. Uh, he, I think he needed a series like this. Um, the only thing I have, the only critique, just keep working on that clutch factor. Once again, today, today was a big moment. He could have came up clutch against Liam Hendricks, but uh, he, he grounded out to end the game. But nonetheless, I think that, you know, just it's an age thing. He'll get over it. Uh, Brian Reynolds. Uh, again, yep, just a good a good all-around series for him. No real complaints from me there. Gregory Polanco, yeah, it's always a good day when you can talk good about Gregory Polanco, especially with the string he's had. Um, defensively, I, I wish I would have been able to watch the game instead of listen to it at, at, on the radio, but because I, I really wanted to see what Polanco did in terms of how good he was today because the way Kevin Young and Joe Block were talking, that he was just – it almost looked like he was a gold glove caliber player. So I wish I would have seen that. Uh, but yeah, he had a few key hits this series. Uh, it was really weird to watch. It was sort of like watching him back in 2015 when he did pretty well. Um, Philip Evans was hitting more this series. All around, just no complaints, really. It w- I could, like you said, I could stomach this series. Like we may have lost today and split the series, but it was, it, it's not too painful. We didn't get blown out. We took advantage of Lucas Giolito when he was out there. We didn't get no hit this series against him, which is great. Um, it's just our starting pitching, I think, really was the biggest downfall. Chase DeYoung, it is so hard to find optimism nowadays for him because of all the negatives that he brings. Like, yes, he may have had five strikeouts and maybe one walk in the game, but God forbid you can't give up seven runs and four or, or seven hits and four earned runs. That's just not going to win you ball games. But other than that, it was a very, very hard-fought series. I was proud of it, even though we split it one and one. Um, there was a lot of good takeaways. Frazier raised his trade stock. Reynolds proved that he's going to be a big key facet going forward. And Key Brian found a rhythm again. Just an all-around great series. No real complaints for me. And that is so. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, I agree. It was It was a nice little split with one of the better teams in Major League Baseball. But, yeah, the thing is with the – with the Pirates starting pitching right now, it's just it's just not very good. Um, 
You know, yesterday, Tyler Anderson had one of his better starts in quite a while. He was struggling there a little bit, but uh, still gave up the three-run bomb. But overall, he was able to just kind of cut through pretty easily the White Sox lineup the first few times through the order. Um, But, I mean, you know, you just look at it. He's fine. He's like a – Tyler Anderson on a good team would be like a fifth starter. Maybe at the tread day trade deadline sorry uh team maybe takes a flyer on him for some extra starting pitching depth but he is what he is chase the young you know he's i believe he's 27 so he's not like super young he's still pretty young but he's just a quad a starter he's fine he can occasionally eat some innings but he's not he's not great and then even if you look at it uh Starting tomorrow, the Pirates have Chad Cool on the mound, who in his last start looked pretty nice. But overall, I mean, he's he's Chad Cool, 566 ERA and 35 innings pitched this season. He's He hasn't been great. He's still walking a ton of people, although he has cut the walks a good amount since coming back. But, I mean, that's another guy that's okay, maybe. I don't know. He's probably a borderline number five starter for a good team. And then you just keep going down the line, Will Crow. I mean, he we said we like him a little bit, but he's just we gotta see more from him. He's not great. He he has promise at times, but like we said, we still need to see more. He starts Friday for the Pirates and then uh Saturday, I mean the one shining light in the Pirates starting rotation, it's it's JT Brubaker. He actually has been impressive this season. 377 ERA in 71 and two-thirds innings. Uh, He has been the Pirates' best pitcher easily this season, best starting pitcher. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at it overall, the lineup is starting to kind of shape up a little bit and look not good by any means, but it it looks fair at times. Uh, The top three, I mean, top three is nice. Frazier, Hayes, Reynolds. That is a nice top three. Colin Moran has been kind of iffy since returning. Uh, He kind of gave us his typical great April, and then obviously he got hurt in May, I believe, and just came back. He's been – he's kind of been down a little bit. But, I mean, he's he's a lot better than what they've had lately. And then, you know, Stallings, fifth – whatever he's okay he's not a five hitter but he for a catcher he's decent then you go down the line I mean Philip Evans is getting he's getting everyday playing time he's at least he's better than the Kai Toms or the you know I don't even know who else right now Wilmer Defoe's of the world um but the lineup looks okay at times I mean six runs yesterday you'll take that every time for the Pirates I will say though it might be time to give our old pal Anthony Alford another crack at the big leagues. He has been lighting it up lately in AAA. Um, maybe give him some reps in left field. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't remove Brian Reynolds from center field at this point. I think. I think he's been more than okay out there defensively in center. But you know, I at this point, I'd rather see Alford get a chance than Kai Tom. I, I guess I'm. I'm just pretty much over Kai Tom. You know, he can't hit, and it seems like when he does walk, which he does have a knack for doing, it just kind of seems like it's pure luck that pitchers aren't throwing strikes. And, I mean, he has good plate discipline, but 
bat to ball skills, I just don't see it with Kai Tom at all. But uh, that's a lot for you to unpack right there. Well, I'll start with the Kai Tom situation. I definitely think it's time for him to give him the boots, send his ass back to Cleveland because his time in Pittsburgh has been nothing but nothing short of a waste. I mean, yeah, he's he's known to walk, and that's great and all. I'm all for on base percentage over average, but when your average is nearing, I believe, 100, if I'm not mistaken, then or, well, I think it's in the upper 100s. But either either way, you can't have an average right. or above you know below 200 and expect to survive throughout the major leagues. I mean, he looks lost in the field defensively. He just looks like a sham. Um, he just he just does not look like a major leaguer. Yes, he's got speed. He's got the on-base percentage because of walks. But if that's all you're basing his playing time off of, then that's absolutely sad. Um, with Alford tearing it up in AAA, I mean, what, what more do you have to lose than to call him up? I mean, yeah, he struggled when he was with the MLB a while ago. Um, but there's always second chances. And I think Alford's very deserving of that, especially after what he's done in triple a, I would definitely get on the phone and ring him up and bring him in. Plus, I mean, you could shuffle him and Ben Gamble in left field when it comes to pitching matchups, which I don't think would be a bad thing at all because both Tom and Gamble both hit lefty. That's not good. Especially if you face a left-handed hitter, Alford bats, right? I mean, I think that right there is a positive. I think that's more than enough reason to call him up. Plus his speed, his glove, everything about him, I think is just something you want to see. Um, I'm trying to think what else you did unpack a lot there. I'm trying to pick apart what all, uh, what I'm, what, what all's there. I guess I could, hmm, I guess I could go to over to, uh, I have a point. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say, so for all the problems with outfield depth that the pirates have had this season, which has been a ton, I mean, they tried Alford, it didn't work. They tried Dustin Fowler, it didn't work. Gregory Polanco has been playing every single day. He's not, you know, good by any means. Tried Kai Tom, it hasn't really worked out. Wilmer Defoe, I mean, I can count more times. I, I mean, I can't even keep count how many times he played center field this season. They've just had no outfield production whatsoever besides Brian Reynolds. And then I look at the White Sox. And I look at their center fielder today, and I think, hmm, Brian Goodwin. Wasn't he on the Pirates' spring training roster this season? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that Brian Goodwin is good by any means, and I guess there could be an argument made for maybe you want to see if there's anything in the Kai Toms, Anthony Alfords, Dustin Fowlers of the world. Maybe they can catch fire and become good. But obviously that hasn't been the case. And then you look at someone like Brian Goodwin, he had two hits today. He's hitting 265 um, this season. I mean, he's barely played this season. He just called up, got called up. He actually he plays 30 appearances this season. But, I mean, you look at that, the guy hit 17 home runs in 2019. He's at least a major league player. It just I find it quite interesting that the Pirates just kicked Brian Goodwin to the curb and – you know, once again, I'm not trying to say he's freaking Barry Bonds or something, but he's at least a body to put out there that if he batted, you know, third in the Pirates lineup, that probably would be acceptable with how this lineup's constructed. Maybe not third, maybe fourth or fifth, but you know, he's he's somebody. He's he's a body. He's not a complete negative value guy. I just find it kind of funny that the Pirates just uh, gave up on him 
for nothing, and the White Sox picked him up. And granted, yes, the White Sox have had a ton of injuries, and Goodwin is now just getting a chance because of all those injuries. But compared to the rest of these Pirates, I, I'd put Goodwin up up there with uh, with probably being better than them. I just find it kind of interesting that he's not here, and we have to deal with Kai Tom at bats. And even filling them all year, but even he, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough right now. We should have kept a good one is the, is the, uh, the simple point right there. Yeah, I agree. I was a big Brian and Goodwin advocate whenever we signed him to a minor league deal, and I saw him in spring training, and I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. I mean, I don't think he did too crazy in spring training, and I think that's ultimately what led to the decision of the Pirates releasing him, but just looking back at his time with the Reds, I thought that he was more than a valuable asset, and I was just very shocked that we didn't even give him a shot in the major leagues because, you know, what transcends in spring training doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're going to get during the regular season, and I thought Goodwin was a good case of that. I was honestly looking forward to an outfield of Reynolds, Goodwin, and Polanco slash Alford, maybe. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I Like I said, I was a Kai Tom advocate when we picked him up. You know, former top prospect, uh, failed Rule 5 pick. Um, forget where he was at beforehand, but um, I think it was Oakland. But um, I, I was a big fan of him because I'm like, okay, maybe this is the chance where he turns it around. Well, he's completely shit the bet on that, and now I'm really regretting us getting rid of Brian Goodwin. Um, I, I really was hoping that we would see him in a Pirates uniform, and especially at the Major League level. Um, but unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be, and now he's on the White Sox, and he said he was batting over 260, which... We would kill for a fucking 260 hitter right now. We would, uh, but it is only in about 40 plate appearances, so I don't want to go crazy on that. But, yeah, he, he, he had two hits today against the Pirates in a mini revenge game, but, yeah. Yeah, I I just don't understand the logic behind at least tr- not even trading him, trying to get maybe some cash for him or something. But, um, oh, man, I'm trying – but – yeah, because we, we need the hitting help, and I think despite the small sample size of plate appearances he's had this season, I think Brian Goodwin is still, regardless, a good player. Um, and I think we should have at least given him a, a spot, especially with our outfield now. But it's in the past. What can you do? Now we just got to suffer right. with Kai Tom until we ultimately DFA him and he goes somewhere else. And um, maybe he'll play. Maybe we'll see him play in Korea next year just because it seems to be where he's going to be at, like ending up just because a failed MLB prospect he's going to have the Nick Kingham uh, syndrome where he sucks in the MLB after prospering in the minors. He's going to go to the KBO and start doing well with it, but that'll be for the future. Uh, but as for that, I do think we should give uh, Anthony Alford a good, uh, a good trip here to Pittsburgh, see what he can do. Cause we're obviously out of the playoff race. I mean, we're not playing for anything right now. So what can it hurt? I mean, if he doesn't do well, then we just don't re up his contract in the off season. Cause I think he's only on a one year deal. So, I mean, there, there's a positive to it if we do bring, you know, bring Alfred up, which I'm all for. Um, another player I want to really jump on real quick, and you mentioned it before, but I just remembered it while you were talking. Colin Moran, he, he's, I don't know what the hell's going on with him, but he just looks lazy at the plate. And by that, I don't mean like he's playing lazy. I just mean like he just looks tired up there, like he doesn't want to be hard. there. Yeah, and I I watch him swing. He just has noodle arms. He doesn't look like he's trying to put bat on ball. Like he's just, he's just filling in on the field for the pirates. It's kind of sad because he's actually not a bad hitter. 
The only real downside to Moran is his speed, but that can always be improved, or even that, like, he can make up for it with his his hitting. But lately, it's just been awful. So I don't know what we can do about Moran. I mean, I really don't think it's worth getting him out there, you know, getting out of first base now. I mean, I I just think that a little bit more time in the cage is definitely necessary when it comes to Moran. Um, But, yeah, I don't know what the hell his problem is, but he needs to pick it up here soon because he's supposed to be our number four hitter. And if he keeps hitting the way he is, uh, it's it's going to be a wasted spot in the order. If he keeps hitting the way he is, he's going to still be our number four hitter. <laughs> yeah, that's um, sad. no, I he, he he might still he might still have a little bit of lingering injury. Uh, if I had to guess, once again, I've said this many times, but I am no doctor. But yeah, he has looked a bit a bit off since returning, and then. I just want to wrap a bow on this. The other Pirates outfielder that I was thinking of, sorry, as a bus passes me by, Ben Gamble. He's the guy we've been trotting out there. And Ben Gamble, man, he has been one of the better options, sadly. Him in his 225, 296, 35. Nate, I'm losing you, man. I'm losing you. Nate, I think I'm losing you. Hello? Yeah, still losing you. Hello? There you go. Tommy? Still yeah. losing me? Terrible. So far, so good. Yeah. My Wi-Fi sucks. <laughs> uh, okay. Last thing I wanted to say on Kai Tom, 281 on base. So that that's, that's what that is. So, uh, yeah. Looking ahead to the Cardinals, I guess we can do real quick. Um, like I said, Chad Cool tomorrow against Carlos Martinez, who has actually been pretty bad this year. So the Pirates might have a chance to uh, touch him up a little bit and maybe get a win. Friday, what do we have Friday? Friday, we have Will Crow against Adam Wainwright. I'll probably mark that one up to Adam Wainwright. And the Cardinals Saturday, Brubaker against, uh, who do we have here? Kim, I forget his first name. Yeah, Kim, the starter. He's He's been pretty decent, 360 ERA. And then uh, Sunday against the Cardinals, we have Tyler Anderson against Johan Oviedo. I don't really know much about him, but he has a 4.62 ERA in 39 innings pitched. So, what what do you what do we have to look forward to to this Cardinals series? You think, Jake? Oh boy, I think it's a big guessing game, just because it seems like every time we play a central rival, it's a, a bit of a toss up. I mean, I can't say for sure. I'm going to look at tomorrow's matchup, Cool against Martinez. I'm going to say, honestly, I think the Pirates could pull this one off just because Martinez is almost averaging seven earned runs per game. and He's just terrible this yep. season. So yep. I think we could set the tone tomorrow with a big win. Uh, Cole could finally get out of the gutter and reduce his ERA a bit. Um, I hope that's the case. I really, 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 really hope that we hear that tomorrow that Anthony Alford is on his way to St. Louis because that would be really nice. Um but regardless, I think we're going to still see a strong hitting performance from the top three in the order, Hayes, Frazier, and Reynolds. 
Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Philip Evans goes on a bit of a hot streak. I mean, he hit pretty well against, uh, both the Indians and the shy Sox, So I think he's going to continue it and considering we don't have an off day tomorrow. Thank God. Um, I, I think his hot bat's going to continue and I think we're going to see his average slowly, but surely rise, but I think he's going to really pick it back up here soon. Crow on Saturday. Yes. No Friday. Sorry. Friday. Um, I I think we're going to get crushed that day. Well, Crow, I just, I'm not a crow fan, and I just think that he's just going to suck eggs on that day. Saturday comes around, Brubaker uh, for us. I think we're going to pull that one off. Granted, if Shelton doesn't pull Brubaker early in the game, which he probably will, but I'm going to have high hopes for that game. Um, Sunday, Anderson against Oviedo. That's going to be a tough one. I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with St. Louis. Uh, I think with Arenado and Goldschmidt in the, in the lineup for the Cardinals, and plus their, um, plus uh, Tyler O'Neill. And the way the Cardinals have been playing, uh, plus their bullpen, I just think that Sunday would be their game for that. So I'm going to say we split it down the middle, two and two. Sucks that I have to say that we're going to do another series split, but it's better than me saying that we're going to get swept. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take a series uh, split every day of the week. And you know what? I think I agree. That might be bold of us to pick the split at St. Louis, but... The pitching matchups aren't they're not they're not like out of this world out of our favor. I think the Pirates have a slight edge tomorrow. I think Chad Cool is just slightly not as bad. No, notice how I don't say better, but he's slightly not as bad as Martinez has been this year. And um I think we're going to pull that one off tomorrow, get this series started on a good note and then We'll go from there. Um, a few little pieces of news in the organization. It looks like Nick Gonzalez uh, is on his way back to um, recovery, which is a great sign. He broke a finger, I believe, and he was taking live pitching today. The Pirates' first-round pick last season. Uh, Steven Brault, remember him? He has not pitched at all this season, but he could be back in uh, July. A few weeks. And I'll tell you what, Stephen Brault, he, I, I would say he's the Pirates' second best starting pitcher in the organization. What do you think about that? No, I agree with that. I think with his performance last year in 2020, I just sucked. He's been hindered with injuries, but I could definitely agree with that. I think he's, Definitely our second best pitcher. Hey, he's got an ERA of zero. We can't really he's say got that. Got an ERA of zero. He really does. Um, so yeah, there's there's that. And I it's really nice to see Gonzalez getting healthy again because you know, you look at him, he is one of those guys that I firmly believe will be a part of this core in the coming uh, probably year and a half, I would guess, he'll be ready for major league ball. You know, you look at him, you look at uh, O'Neill Cruz, who has been crushing it in Altoona. We love to see that. Uh, Rosie Contreras, too, doing amazing in Altoona. So that that's great to see. And um, there's some young talent on the way. It might not be in AAA yet. You know, you look at it. We were talking about Will Craig. I mean, not Will Craig. I was going to bring Will Craig up in a second. We were talking about Colin Moran. After him at first base, depth-wise, it is it is Will Craig. 
and it is Philip Evans. So it's pretty much Colin Moran or bust. Even if he's struggling right now, he is the only option that is viable in my opinion. So we'll see what happens. Um, Pirates right now, 46 or four, or sorry, 26 and 46. Let me ask you this. Do the Pirates get to 30 wins first or 50 losses first? Well, considering we said 50 losses last time and they ended up actually going on a hot streak, I'll say 50 losses again and hope for the best. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. Um, But, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if the Pirates can string together some wins here at St. Louis. After St. Louis, looking at the schedule here, honestly – it gets a little easier. I'm pulling it up now, waiting for it to load. But I believe, yeah, the Pirates are at the Rockies to close out June for three. So 30 wins before 50 losses. If they can survive that Cardinal series with perhaps, you know, a split, 30 wins might come first. But uh, after the Rockies, the Pirates come back home and things get very difficult again. They host four with the Brewers. Then Atlanta comes to town, three with them. That is going to be difficult. And then the Pirates have – I'm looking at this. This is weird. But they play the Mets before. That's weird. So they have one, two, three, four, five. Six. They have seven straight games against the Mets. I don't know if that's right, but that's weird. But that's going to be difficult. Um, so next next few games after the Cardinals and Rockies, it's going to be tough in July. But we'll see what happens. That's why they play the games. Huh? Yep, that's exactly why. And. You were right. It is seven games against the Mets, but it is broken up by the All-Star break, so that's good at least. Yeah, that's that's weird. I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't think I've ever seen a team play another team seven straight games, you know, not in a playoff format. But uh, Pirates will have a nice little seven-game series against the Mets. We'll see what happens there in the middle of July. But uh, I think that's a good place for us. To wrap up today, we'll be back Sunday afternoon after the conclusion of the fourth game against the Cardinals. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. You can follow Jake on Twitter where? Sorry about that. At underscore Radio Jake at Twitter. Awesome. And uh, give us some questions. I actually feel that uh, we got some questions maybe about a week ago that we can answer them on the next podcast because they they're still uh they're still newsworthy by then i would say so but uh we'll get to those and uh keep sending them in we'll get to them when we can and uh follow bucks dugout on twitter at bucks dugout and uh jake any any last thoughts here before we sign off nope i really don't have any All righty. Well, we'll be back Sunday. Everyone have a great rest of your week. It's looking beautiful in Pittsburgh right now. Surprisingly, we have some nice weather. Hopefully that continues uh, moving forward here, but uh, we'll see. Everyone have a great rest of your afternoon, week, day, whatever, whenever you're listening to this morning. And uh, peace out.